Hey, welcome to the Local 636 Podcast. We're here at Let's Groove Studio. Come on in, the water's warm. What a great space this is. If you are a podcaster, an aspiring podcaster, if you have a podcast that you're doing at home, do it here. This is an awesome space that you can see. Um, we've got all the production equipment that you could ever want, multiple cameras, lights, a customizable TV screen with your logo, with whatever information you need. Angel and his team here at Let's Groove have all the equipment. They know which buttons to press to make me look and sound good because that's not easy. Um, and they can do that for you. This space can be yours. This can all be yours, everything you see. This is a rentable space. You can rent it by the hour. You can do monthly packages. Uh, Angel and his team are so easy and great to work with uh, as well. All I have to do is come in here and start talking, which is what I like to do, right? We're going to drop the link of how you can get in touch with us, uh, but hit us up and let us know. Now, for the Local 636 podcast, we want you to subscribe, like, follow, send a paper airplane note to your friends, tell everyone, tell everyone about us, but you can hit that subscribe button on YouTube if you're watching. Um, that way you're going to get notifications and be able to get the latest episode, be the envy of all your friends, all your neighborhood to say that you heard the podcast first. Um, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, go ahead and click that follow or like button. Again, you'll be notified when the newest episode comes out. You'll be the first one to know you'll have it as soon as it's out. Um, socials, follow us, Facebook, Instagram, uh, local 636 on both platforms. You should be able to find us pretty easily. We also have a growing Facebook group where you can find out about the cool stuff happening, not just with local 636, but in St. Charles County. Um, local 636 online store is up as well. Be the envy of all your friends with a great local 636 t-shirt, hat, whatever, coffee map, whatever it is. We've got it all in the store. Uh, local 636.com is the website. Just hit that shop button and you'll see all the great things there. We can ship directly to you, or you can pick the item up for free at our new pop-up shop that's in Frenchtown. Thanks for joining us, and hope you enjoy the show. Hey, welcome in. This week I'm joined by half of the ownership of Shamrock's Pub and Grill, Kyle Dent. Welcome, buddy. Thanks for having me, buddy. This is not my basement. No, it's not your basement. You've been to version one before. There's a lot more cameras here. <laughs> well, there's no cameras. <laughs> wait, wait. It's not my basement. What am I saying? Yeah. This is not the, right. yeah. the the clubhouse, I call it. You know what I'm thinking of uh, Wayne's World? When, they, when they're doing the show in the basement, and then they get the corporate sponsorship, and they're like, this is weird. It yeah. looks like Wayne's basement. It's but not it's not Wayne's yeah. basement. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, you were on version one, sort of the lost episode Yeah, uh, that didn't air. So this is cool, huh? Yeah, this, is, bit really, this is really great. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's professional. You said you, more you, you cameras. Look like the, you look like the real deal here, man. Look like it. That's, yeah. that's the key. <laughs> you said more cameras, which insinuates there's, that there's cameras in yes, my, in my right. and there are not. No, Just for no. the record, there's yes. no cameras None, no, <laughs> that I knew of. Now, what's funny, though, is um, you're the first male-only guest in this studio, right? Yeah. Really? And the reason for that is because of where I recorded earlier. I just, I wanted to have females on, but it's weird to be like, come over to my garage. Sure. And record this podcast with me. Yeah. We're just going to shut the door and soundproof these walls and, you know, come on, we'll have a good old time. Yeah. So never had any females on. When it was at my house. And so the first three or four episodes we've done here, now one was the husband and wife team. 
Who was it? PJ's Coffee. My buddy oh, John yeah. Whitehead. Yeah, I know so PJ's Coffee. They should be open now by the time this airs. Go to PJ's Coffee. Um, so he he's obviously a male, but other than that, it's been all female guests because I'm like, I've got this backlog of females I want on this show. And so you hold some sort of distinction, I well, guess. thank you. Yeah. And to be fair, there's there's a lot of awesome females that I would love to sit down and talk and do the same thing. So, so many. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't mind being the, the first male. You're probably on the right track. Yeah, <laughs> we're starting off with a good one here. Yeah. So you own Shamrocks along with your amazing wife, Kelly. Yeah. Um, I want to dig into like a little bit of your story and background, um, how everything started. And then I want to talk about kind of like your community involvement and then maybe we'll BS for a little bit. I don't know, but yeah, that sounds good. Um, so tell me how Shamrocks didn't just come out of nowhere. You have a history, like tell me about your history and your experience in restaurants, bars. Like how did that start? Was there a passion? Did you just fall into it? No. Uh, so I, um, I grew up in Maryland Heights and I um, started my first job was at Orlando Gardens and on Dorset Road. And I started as a your first job ever first or your job first ever. restaurant job. Yeah, okay. First job ever. But I've, I've really I've almost all, always done restaurant stuff. I've yeah. So I'm, I'm turned 40. So this will be this year. This August was 25 years in the restaurant industry. Wow. Yeah, so it's really what I've what I've done for the most part. It's weird. Are you for, you're not forty yet? I turned forty March. Yeah, March. You turned forty in March. I turned forty. Yeah. So Isn't it weird when you say like I've had twenty five years of experience doing this? That sounds like something a seventy year old should be saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it really does. And we're it, forty. It, it freaks and we can me say, out. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. Um, but that was my first job. I did it for seven years. Um, I did a few little things while I was still doing that. Um, but I started off as a as a bingo hall server that they would. Really, what they would do was they took the wedding food from the night before and repurposed <laughs> it for bingo players. Oh, no. And they, but it was like, and I say bingo players, but it was like every Saturday, Sunday, and Monday night, it was like 500 people. Oh, wow. So it was a big thing. And But then I started working wedding receptions, and I was a dishwasher for like two and a half years. Um, and then I, I wanted to be a bartender when I turned 21, and I got to do it the day after I turned 21. At, is this still at, or yeah. Okay. And then um, I have a great friend, um, Ben Morgan, uh, who owns uh, the Angry Beaver downtown. And he said, I got a spot. I, I got a manager that I know that will hire you. And if you want to go to Dave and & Buster's and learn how to bartend, that's the place you need to go because it's high volume. And that's what I wanted. So I did that. I learned a ton. I met my wife. Um, she worked there as she well? She worked there Bartender? as a server, yeah. As a server? Yeah. Um, everybody in my wedding party, except for one person had worked with me at Dave and Buster's. Oh, wow. Um, we talked about that a little bit. And I have, I mean, I still have to this day, like lifelong friends that, that I, that, you know, I don't get to see very much cause they live in different parts of the country, but they're from they're, a restaurant. Yeah. We talked about that earlier before mm-hmm. of like, uh, that whole working in a restaurant vibe of, you know, it's a, it's a weird animal. It, it takes a, it takes a different person. Yeah. It's, it's. People that can survive in the restaurant industry for this long are very, you know, they're, they push through a lot of stuff. Sure. You really have to restart and, and, you know, when you don't get a good tip or you get your feelings hurt or the management, you know, like it's, the restaurant industry is very, I always say I need to write a book and I, you know, I, oh, I might yeah. get to it at some point, yeah. um, just with stories and how it is. Um, but I still, you know, for the most part, I still really love the restaurant industry it's been really hard since COVID. Sure. Um, yeah, I love it. So I kept going. I do want to uh, talk about COVID. Let's 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 make sure yeah, to, let's make to sure bring that up that, yeah. when we get there, because that's that's an interesting thing. And I think that's a that that was a point where I think you just had to reach down and be like, "We're gonna do we're gonna do this." Yeah, yeah. And I'll All get right. to it. And it'll it'll 
you'll find a lot about my personality once we get to COVID. Um, so I worked at Dave and Buster's. I, I didn't like what I, when I started there, it was still owned by Dave and Buster and we were treated. Those like are real people. Kings and Queens. how's yeah. Buster. Uh, I never got to meet them. Okay. But I know I was treated very well while okay. I did. Um, it got to a point where they were older and they decided to sell off the company and the company they sold it to was there to make profits and, and cut everything. So I could see my friends losing jobs and, and my life changing very quickly. So I left Dave and Buster's and then I went to J Bucks for a little bit in Clayton um, and learned a lot about wine and, and fine dining. And then been an interesting mix yeah. with like the banquet hall. It's very well-rounded. Yeah. Dave yeah. and Buster's. I mean, those are all three different crowds. Yeah, for sure. I have like, I, I always say I have like those different tools in my tool belt and it's really made me, it's helped me create the atmosphere that Shamrocks has. I was going to say like, you can, now that I know that, that makes sense with Shamrocks mm -hmm. because you do have a lot of high end stuff. Yeah. You can also just go get a burger and fries and like a bush light. Yeah. You can still get a bush light for $3. At Shamrocks. Yeah. 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 But you can also get a nice whiskey. Yes. A nice meal. I mean, yeah. 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 Okay. So that, yeah. Interesting. Um, and I, and I, I didn't have the most enjoyable experience there, um, but I did. I did learn a ton. Yeah. Um, after that, and during this time, I'm all I'm going through Lindenwood, um, and I'm going to be um, a physical education teacher for elementary. Okay, um, that's a I, tough degree. Or yeah, PE teacher, I, huh? <laughs> when you can't, if you can't teach, you teach PE. Uh, but I did. I went through um, student teaching um, in uh, really at Eureka Elementary. Yeah, and then uh, LaSalle Springs Middle School. That's that whole time, were you like? Were you thinking that's your career path? You're going to be a PE teacher or some oh, sort yeah. of? Really? Yeah. Okay. I knew. I loved it. I yeah. really do. Well, sure. And you'll, and you can see if you want, like I have beer school every Tuesday, you know, I, I have, I've, I've brought those aspects into, and it's a lot of how I treat my staff too. And we kind of talked about that before we, we came here is that I don't, I love my staff and I, I want to make sure that they make enough money. I want to make sure that they're safe. I want to make sure that they're respected, but also I want to kind of try to teach life lessons yeah. that I've learned from working in the restaurant industry. Um, so that was a big part of it. Your staff is like middle school children. Uh, they're not watching. It's okay. No, uh, they're, they're <laughs> maybe, maybe I love them. Maybe juniors, juniors <laughs> in high school. Okay. Uh, but uh, no, you know, for the most part, they're they're really great. It's yeah. it's very different, and 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 the the groups that we're dealing with now is so so different than than what our atmosphere was and before. And I've told you this before, like the the throwing of the plates and stuff that that happened my entire time in the restaurant industry. That was that was just regular. The screaming and the yelling and all that. That's that's a regular day at a restaurant. Not a shamrock. Not a shamrock. Yeah. No, no. But that's what you saw. But that's what I saw every single day. So what, at what point during your your school, your like your um, I don't know what you call it, like your practice teaching. What is that mm -hmm. called? Like. Uh, student teaching. Student yeah. teaching. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Practicum is the next thing. Yeah. Practicum. Yeah. Is there some point, did something click there where you're like, I don't want to do this or how did no. it get into? I came all the way through. Kelly's degree was in criminal justice and computer science. She wanted to be in the FBI. Okay. Um, and I was just planning on, on being a teacher. I went through with that and then we got to the point. So Kelly's parents owned the Dairy Queen in Wentzville and she was helping them run that. And then we had the agreement that by the time I turned 30, if I was still bartending, um, I would leave and go teach so we could both work days. I love to bartend. And you could see my personality. I mm -hmm. just love to talk. I love to talk about multiple subjects. I love to meet new people and have interactions and then and then have, you know, the memories that I've made from that bar in my brain for the rest of my life. Yeah. I love it. And I still, and, and you could see how I walk around Shamrocks. It's very similar. 
I'm just not pouring drinks behind the bar. I'm still going out and talking and, and seeing how people are. And, and the community that supports us is just unreal. And I like to be close to them. I, I want to know what's going on. I want to know why, if you're coming to the bar and you're celebrating or you're unhappy or you've had the worst day of your life, you've chose Shamrocks to come into. And if I can help you get through one situation, I definitely want to. And that's the way I was as a bartender. And so did that, I mean, that passion just, you turned that into like, let's do this full time. So I, I had an idea with a friend that I was going to run a little bit of shotgun bar and we would, it would just be two of us. Um, and we would use the tips along with the sales to pay for the business and then hopefully grow. And I, I went to my bachelor party in Kansas city and there was a there's this nightclub. It used to be at Power and Light District, mm-hmm. and it was called Angel Rock Bar. Mm-hmm. So it's a nightclub that is all rock music. Mm-hmm. You know, like the bartenders, guy or girl, or you know, dressed up. There's piercings and tattoos, and I love. I've never been in a place like that. So I had when I got home, I had a dream that I opened an all rock nightclub called Shamrocks. Like an actual dream. Like yeah, I had an actual dream. dream. Okay. Yes. And when we came up with this idea that we may want to open an, uh, another restaurant or bar. Um, I, they said, what's the name going to be? And I said, Shamrocks. And my family, my, my wife's family is Irish. And they're like, and that was the only, there was no argument. And your birthday yeah. is St. Patrick's and Day, And my birthday too. is St. Patrick's so, Day. So, yeah. yeah. So I'm not as Irish as, as everybody thinks, but yeah, I get a pass because <laughs> I, I was born I think if your birthday St. is St. Patrick's Day, you can, yeah, you yeah. can claim that. Yeah. So that was it. That was it. That's how Shamrock started. A dream. A dream. And then just like, let's do it. And then we, when we started at the old building, so we've had Shamrocks for 11 years uh, in January. The last building we had for 10 years, um, it started off as we wanted to be the 20-something bar. Okay. And we realized that we couldn't make any money off, enough money <laughs> yeah. off the 20-somethings. Yeah. So we became more of a family restaurant. Interesting. And that really changed my mind frame because I went from being this young 25 or 27-year-old bar owner to a 27-year-old restaurant owner that mm. was now making sure that I was taking care of the needs of kids and you have a kids menu. You yes. Crayons. All these things. Yeah. yeah. And really like I adapted pretty quickly and learned to love it very quickly because I love to see the building full and filling it with families, whether it was, it didn't have to be twenties. I just wanted to see it full. And that's, I mean, it's part of a success. I wanted, I really wanted to see, I wanted to make it, you know, the, everybody says, if you make it out of the first year as a restaurant, you, you you've, you've passed the test. Yeah. That's not true. Sure. It's, it's something you have to revolve, evolve every single year. It's never ending. How long did it take you to get out of the 20 something? Like, this is who we want to like, I, I find that interesting. Like near bankrupt, near, near bankruptcy the first year. Really? Mm-hmm. So one, 12 months ish. Yeah. And then you realize like, this is not who we are. We can't, we can't be this. We have to be this. Yeah. Yeah. And so what do you do from like a, is that a marketing thing? Is that a price thing? Like how do you change from being, from targeting 20 something year olds mm-hmm. to targeting families? Um, a, there's a lot of things. And at that time it's very, it was, it was different because the craft beer scene in St. Charles was nothing. So we're talking, we're talking, we're talking about early two, 2010s. We're talking about 2011. Okay. Um, and so craft beer scene was nothing. I started with 20 taps and they said, you can't sell anything more than Bush Light in St. Charles. And I knew that wasn't the truth because I'd worked at other places. Sure. That were, that were not like that. You know, I, I just came from GC Food and Brewery was my next step. And they don't have great beer. They don't even really brew beer. It's, it's a big fake thing. Sure. They had good food. Yeah. And I met great people there too. 
a lot of times when people stay at restaurants too long, it's because of the people that they work with. Because, and I always say you go to war together because you have to really work as a team. You really have to make sure, you know, if you don't. Every day. Every, every day. Yeah. If you don't please a guest, there's immediate, you know, pushback on how my food didn't take, it wasn't appropriately timed. It wasn't, I didn't get, my drinks weren't strong enough. There was all these things. And if you work together, you really find this like really great friendship. And I had that. So when I moved to Shamrocks, I said it was by industry for industry. Okay. And seven days before we opened the doors at Shamrocks, I was still behind the bar at another bar, even though we'd been building for months and months and months and hiring. And I was doing all that in my extra time, my extra time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we, we finally got Shamrocks open. And then when we had to change and my story with, with near bankruptcy is um, my wife came to me um, on a Friday night and she said, I, we don't have enough money to pay our bills on Monday and, and things weren't going well. You know, we, we, we had this identity crisis. Um, we had a lot of different opinions in the building and between like between, staff. So me and my wife and then my in-laws. And then at that point we had two other small owners, um, that were, they were restaurant people, but everybody has this different view and different experiences. And I, I really struggled trying to push my message that what we were doing is not right and, and we're, we're going to fail. And it fell on deaf ears a lot. Well, and until you get the bankruptcy thing where you're like, yes. okay, we can't pay our bills. So obviously. Yes. So I, I called, I called my dad bawling my eyes out. And I said, dad, like Shamrocks is in bad shape and I need you to call your friends and I need you to try to get people here this weekend. And then I call my mom and I said, I need you to call church and put it through the prayer, prayer chain. And we're, we got, we got to make it through this weekend. This is grassroots. Like let's get this everyone out here. This is exactly how it happened. My next call was to my friend, Jake Johnson. Um, he was in my wedding. He was a manager of mine at Dave and Buster's. He'd moved on to work at Lone Star in Illinois where we was from. And I said, dude, I need an idea. Like you got to, you have way more experience than I do. Tell me something. And he this said, this is like a movie. I feel like we're mm -hmm. watching a movie where I it's told like, you I should write a book. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know how many people know this story, yeah. but I mean, you're setting up the first 20, 30 minutes of a, of a movie yeah. where it's like, we're, oh, we're doing this restaurant. This bill's due. We're not going to get it done. Yeah. Like we need something. Let's yeah. throw a party. Let's do whatever. Yeah. So I called Jake Johnson. I said, I need an idea. And he said, I want you to go and look at, go online and find every nonprofit that is listed on a directory mm. on St. Charles website. There we go. And then send them an email saying you want to give 10% of your sales to them. And I said, Jake, I don't have 10% of anything. And he said, you'll figure it out. You, you got to get these people in here and, and then you'll start to hopefully grow from that, but you have to start with a better product. So you have to be executing food. You have to be executing drinks. You have to be executing on all levels to make it up just to help build business. And that was the turning point of Shamrocks, without a doubt. And that was the turning point of me being very involved in the community. That's what I'm saying. I feel like if we were on a cartoon or something, you'd see a light bulb. Can we add that in? Can we add a <laughs> light bulb in when he talks about the nonprofit? Ding. Because I'm like, okay, it makes sense now. No, not that, um, not that it would be for like a, not that it would be for like a non-virtuous reason. But that explains so much because you are, and I want to talk about that too. You are extremely involved. In fact, I think. By the time this airs, you will have received an award. Yeah, for, yeah. For from community council. Yeah, which is amazing. But yeah. 
it started out of desperation, which is okay. It I mean, that's okay. Did. Yeah. Yeah. It and started, so it started out of desperation, but it turned into something that I hold so close to my heart. Well, you don't know what you don't yeah. know. I mean, yeah. you, it, you, it, it, it's so the, the, the community involvement that I have and that have grown and helped grown shamrocks to be that place that if you, you know, if your grandma's sick or your softball team needs, uh, t-shirts or, yeah. or whatever it is, um, you know, Shamrocks is a place that you can have that you can come and have an event, and then also donate, donate to you. And to weekly, help you out. it seems like weekly. Am Sometime, I off on some, that? It's sometimes like multiple times a week. Yeah, it's yeah, sometimes because, like three or four times a week. Yeah, there's always like a trivia. There's always mm-hmm. something that's giving back to something. Yeah. So okay, let's rewind a little bit. You made it through that weekend, I guess. Yeah. I mean, was it was it like a movie? Was it a Hollywood ending? It was. It was tears and and panic attacks yeah and 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 like a really you know but then I think that I've I've always held myself as a really strong leader and at that point I think I rallied the troops pretty well yeah and I said this is what we're going to concentrate on we're going to concentrate on getting food out really well parties uh, as far as um you know like having your 30th birthday party at Shamrock's and the reason why, and my big part from Orlando's was catering, but what I said was that if we can get bigger parties in here, and at that point, you know, we could have a party of 100, everybody that we've messed up in the last year that said, I'll never go to Shamrocks again, had, if they're, if they're, <laughs> they got to come back. If their aunt's birthday's there, they have that's to come great. back. That's so I, I pushed and pushed. And I mean, yeah. that's, that's an enormous part of our business now. The catering and, you know, we have the private room at the new place. Yeah. Um, it's that's that's what led it but then after that you know i just had to say now that we've kind of been out of the rescue situation we really got to build and we did it you did yeah you did and i mean i think if if you take a snapshot now or if you just ask someone like who doesn't know your whole story or whatever what is shamrock's known for obviously good food good drink but i think up there is your service, yeah. your community service and your, and your willingness and not just willingness, like your proactiveness to give back yeah, and to embrace the community and to take care of them. Yeah. I mean, and that all started from, that's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really cool. And really like I, I wanted to be in this industry. I never wanted to leave it. I, though I was prepared to go and teach, I really didn't want to leave the industry that I loved because I get to talk to, people over and over again and yeah. and I love kids my mom ran a daycare in my house for 20 years so I grew up changing diapers and stuff. you know like it was it was something that I was very ready to do but where my heart was was still in the restaurant industry well I think we we talked or I talked a little bit earlier about like our generation and like our parents generation and those differences and now if you look at our generation we were just like hey you have to go to college yeah like pick pick a thing and go for four years and come back and then try to do that thing and for me, it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. It's not that it didn't work out. It's just that I had discovered different passions along the way. And it sounds like the same for you. Yeah. You know, now, not to get off on a tangent, but there's different, people have different choices and different paths for, for those things. And there's a little more leeway, it seems like, with this younger generation to take your time, figure out what you want to do. Yes. So it's not that you didn't want to do that. It's just like you have this other passion, this other calling. Yeah. You literally had a vision. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. I'd really done nothing but stick the course for my entire time through high school and college and 
giving myself just a few years to really try to figure out where I wanted to go and where I wanted to spend my career. Um, that was my first like freedom of is expression the right thing. Like I really wanted yeah. to figure out where I wanted to put my concentration for the rest of my life. And, and I chose the restaurant industry. Um, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm still very happy with it. It's definitely got its hard times. Um, I, I and, bet. yeah. Uh, but it's, it's so rewarding. It's, you know, like you said, like these community awards and stuff that we've, that we've been honored to get. It's, it's cool. Yeah. I, you know, I, I may, my sister's a wonderful teacher. She's been teacher of the year in her, in Pattonville school district. She, she's been honored. This is just so, it's just such a big volume of people that come into my restaurant and, and not only can we help a lot of people, but they pat me on the back and say, I'm really proud of what you're doing. And that's, really effing cool that's cool yeah let's talk about your wife yeah you mentioned kelly yeah and you know i think people people know kelly and people love kelly yeah. hi kel yeah hi kel um but i mean i think and i don't know enough about it you can fill me in but i feel like kelly you're you're kind of the face right you're yeah. kind of like and it was always that was always the design yeah um even though kelly's she much prettier than yeah, you. yeah way prettier somehow Slow. you got somehow you got the face you know what man? you know like <laughs> If they were going to pick a face the restaurant, they would pick <laughs> Kelly. She just didn't have the personality to do it. <laughs> yeah. I'd much rather put my beautiful wife out there to try to get us some money instead yeah. of me, you know, with these huge eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, she runs a show, she right? Runs I mean, a show. She's, she's the shamrock. We, I call her the foundation. She's the shamrock. She's the rock. Okay. She makes it happen, man. So talk, uh, yeah, talk about like just your different, like kind of how you run. Like how, yeah. how do you operate? How do you work? So it, when in the beginning, it always started as she was in, in, she was running the office and payroll and inventory and all these things. And I was out there as the general manager talking to people and I was a front of house minded guy. Mm -hmm. um, I could, and I still hop behind the bar to this day and, and can still sling drinks. And, yeah. and, and I really love to do that. Like I would say I'd knock the rust off like once a week, just yeah. get behind there for an hour just to make myself feel better. <laughs> but um, now she's our kitchen manager. Um, she's so creative. Um, we have a great time traveling together and finding new ideas to bring back to the restaurant our number one selling sandwich right now is a sandwich that we just brought back from atlanta uh oh yeah the uh, the italian yeah what's uh, the sandwich uh sweet italian yeah. okay yeah but it's so i mean it's really it's i we are great travel partners you know we we're, we're big foodies um we love we love to go into other you know in you know bar industries and other parts of the country and and try things out and learn new things i think that's like I said, you know, when people say once you get through the first year of a restaurant, then you're you're safe, and that is just so false. It's it's a constant evolution every single year of how things change, and we've seen so much change with technology and social media. I mean, we had, I mean, we were doing Facebook, you know, when we first started, but it's nothing like it is now. Right. Yeah. You know, it was it was we, organic then. It was, it's yeah. now it's paid oh and yeah yeah. I don't like it. And Facebook is for grandmas. I don't know if you know that. My grandma has an incredible Facebook Your grandma, account. Yeah. Does she really? Oh, my gosh. She Facebooks up. Yeah. She's probably yeah. on there every day. She, she does a lot. We yeah. went to um, we went to Dan Tripp's um, CAPS class. Mm -hmm. I've told this in public before, but I'll tell it on the podcast. And we were getting um, some, like, they our brand was, like, their project. And we were like, we need to reach this younger generation, right? We're kind of having the opposite problem that you had. It's like we're making stuff and, like, People our age like it, which is fine. But forty year olds are the people buying our stuff. We kind of want to reach that younger, yeah, hip generation, right? And so, 
they came back with all these plans and they said, you know, you got to get on TikTok, you got to get on Insta, you got to do this, this, and this. Didn't even mention Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like, didn't mention it as a don't do, just didn't mention it. And I asked, I'm like, so what's up? And I half knew the answer. And they're like, oh, I think my grandma has an account and I have an account to message her. And like, that's why they're on Facebook Isn't to that talk wild? with their grandmothers. Yeah. Yeah. Used to have to have a college email address. Yes. And now it's. I remember that. I wasn't grandmas. allowed on, on Facebook <laughs> right. because I didn't live on campus at Linwood, So I didn't have a Linwood email address. Yeah. So you can't get on there. And now it's yeah. flip up. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so let's talk. You said things change, obviously. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about March, 2020. Oh, I mean, God. yeah. So I'm, I'm an insurance agent by day. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, this sounds maybe terrible, but I, it didn't affect us yeah. really. I mean, people have to pay their insurance, right. unfortunately, you know, and it's, it just kind of was what it was. We were just kind of going out about our business and we didn't really feel any impact Yeah. other than people not coming in the office, which didn't really matter. Right. But you have to have. Yeah. So it was March 19th. Um, and we got word just a few days before that they were, we were shutting down all restaurants. We could, you know, we couldn't do anything in the dining room. We could do to go food. So we started and, and I'll tell you that as, as, as far as my professional career, career, I, I fell so flat. Like I just couldn't put one foot in front of the other. And Kelly led the way. She was Mm. like, this is what we're going to do a produce stand. We're going to do a liquor store. We're going to do as much to go food as we can, but we are not going to stop working. We're not going to depend on government assistance or whatever it is to make us go through this. And, and again, I'd been around the block, you know, for at that point, you know, like nine years. So now I have all these other, this big network of other restaurant and bar owners that leaned on me and they were writing me. What, what are you going to do? Mm. You know, I, I, I'd gained so many new friends, you know, people that people understand in, in St. Charles, it's very different than restaurants in St. Louis County or St. Louis city. St. Charles restaurants for the most part work very well together. You know, when there's, there's a fundraiser, yeah. we all donate to it. Um, if, if so, my two closest competitors in quotes would be Mattingly's and mascots. Just, um, close just, proximity, just by, wise. proximity. Yeah. It, not counting as far as independents go. Mm-hmm. We don't yeah. have count corporations. Right. They have big budgets. They can do whatever they want. Sure. So I have those. So on March 19th, I had the owners of Mattingly's, the owners of Shamrocks, the owners of mascots, and we were brainstorming what we were going to do going forward. We're all scared. We're all drinking. We're all sad. We all have no idea what, what we're going to do, but we kind of knew that we were going to stick together. And so as, as like everything starts and our county government starts making decisions, um, it got worse. And that's kind of where I got out of my hole. And I, so that what they were doing is they were, once we were allowed to open up, um, they shut us down at 11 o'clock. Right. I remember. Yeah. And so I sued the county and I've never been in a courtroom before. I've never had a lawyer before. Um, but I knew what was going on was not correct. And I wanted to stand up not just for myself and my business, but for all the other business owners that had reached out to me and said, what are we going to do? Um, so me and Tony from Tony's on top, we went and we sued and we won. Um, we did not get the, um, our first court case, our first, you know, when we first went in, 
it was for a temporary restraining order to stop that that rule, and we okay. lost that. The next week, we um, went into depositions with some uh, people from the county, and they decided that there was no scientific base for what was going on, and they were going to let us open back up. Hmm. So I had that, and now all of a sudden I became this this kind of local hero with restaurant people because they now had three and a half hours more. So I was meeting all these wonderful people that were coming in and, um, town square pub. If you've never been that out in, um, wing Haven, basically, Mm -hmm. um, the owners, they were the first people there. Um, they gave me money for my lawyer fees. Wow. And they said, we don't know you, but we like what you do. And we want to be friends from this point forward. So I grew this group closer and closer together. We had this Facebook page of over 60 bar and restaurant owners, uh, all independent that we were, we really joined together to try yeah. to get through the, through the whole COVID thing. And it really helped out. Well, and what I, I, I knew a little bit of that. I didn't realize that you had other people coming in and, and helping, which is amazing. I mean, um, what I saw from the outside was this community that you have served for so long, whether that's, you know, catering for someone at a discount or just providing meals for free or hosting these fundraisers and giving back. What I saw was they stepped up and they said, what, how can we order? Like I know to go for me, we we did a ton of stuff. We did a ton of stuff with, feeding firefighters and doing this stuff. And it was like, well, what can we do? Like, yeah. how can we, I don't want to see share marks go away. I don't want to see uh, mascots go away or Mattingly's go away. Like, how can we, how can we keep these things afloat? And that's what I saw from the outside looking in was like all these businesses making it a point to order food and to buy food for people and to get things catered and to cater lunch at their office. And so um, it just comes full circle. And what you talked about with, with St. Charles I don't think that's specific to the restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm in a pretty competitive industry too, and people Super just like to work together out here. Yeah, it's very it's very different because I I mean I have plenty of friends that own businesses in in St. Louis, and then you can go out to Lincoln County too. There's Not something the it's something about St. Charles, and I don't I don't know what it is. I think there's a lot of different reasons, but you're you're exactly right. The all the stuff that I'd done for the community and that you know since I was really in trouble to when COVID happened, so call it eight plus years that all that good really came back. Mm -hmm. And, and people were, I mean, I had, I did beer school for, like I said, I did it for three and a half years. The same 20 people that would come to my beer school every week ordered to go food every Tuesday at six o'clock. Awesome. On the dime, on the, on the time every single week. And, and, and we did, and, and I, I, it's not just St. Charles, but it is our, our country did a pretty good job of rallying around restaurants because they knew, because there's so many great memories that are shared inside restaurants and bars, um, and people didn't want to see that go away. Yeah. They didn't want to see their favorite place go away, and it was yeah. different. You weren't, you weren't worried about Home Depot closing. Right. You weren't worried about, you know, Walmart's sales going down. You were worried about Shamrocks and Mascots and all my other wonderful friends they were worried about them not being able to go to those places when COVID got straightened out. And check this out. So the three places you mentioned, Shamrocks, Mascots, Mattingly's. Mm-hmm. Tell me if I'm wrong here. Mascots has just opened, new, the owners of Mascots have just mm-hmm. opened a new Presto. place. Shamrocks has moved into a new building, mm-hmm. beautiful building. Mattingly's is expanding mm-hmm. their their mm-hmm. place, right? Yep. So through, what are we to, I mean, 
depending on how you count, but yeah, two years removed from COVID, yeah, whatever. All three of those places you mentioned, not mm -hmm. j not just survived, but thrived, yeah, because of and where we are. It's funny that you say that because that was our shirts that we had, and we sold them. Um, it was a guy with big muscles, and the tagline was "Survive and Thrive," and it had all these local restaurants that were supporting it. Exit Six, and um, gosh, who else? Who else was on that shirt? But yeah, I mean, a bunch of us, and you know, it was so weird because. You know, we didn't, we weren't able to get regular food deliveries and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. we were going to Gordon Food Services. But when Jackie Maddenly would come down Cave Springs, she would stop at Shamrocks and say, Hey, I'm going to the store. Do you guys need anything? Oh, cool. And then they would go to Mascots and say, Hey, do you guys need anything? Um, we really, it really was, it was an uplifting part of, of that whole time that was so in question whether we were going to be able to survive. Sure. Yeah, you, I mean, how do you? Yeah, how do you even gauge that? Yeah, never seen anything like it. You don't know when the end is, and but, I mean, you did. Yeah, because of because of where we are, because of who you are too, but because of where we are. Um, let's talk about. I want to talk about the new space, mm -hmm. but I also want to talk about what it's like being a tenant of Mister Stanley Steamer, oh, Stan Kroenke. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite topic. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, we did ten years at Seventy Cave Springs. We took. A ponderosa and really polished a turd for a decade yeah um, i mean you had fires in there we had, you fire, had... we had a fire that and that's kind of the really the the beginning of the cronky stuff wasn't that bad it wasn't until the fire that we started to see the ugly head of, of the cronky group and and that was so we reached out and said hey we'd had a fire the damage inside the building the fire wasn't very big it was started by um so weird spontaneous combustion of like a kitchen rack. towels yeah so when Which you happen, when, you, when you wash when you wash towels with oil in them if all the oil doesn't get out and you put them in the dryer you build heat and if they sit there in a pile they just build and build and build and then you have combustion so we have the fire it was i left at 3 30 in the morning at 5 45 we got a call that from a police officer friend that said hey i'm, I'm headed to your building you're on fire it's me and Kelly fly out. You know, she's losing it. She's in tears right away. I I just went to sleep, so I'm, like, in a stupor. Yeah. And so we get there, and they start questioning me for arson. I was the last one to leave the building. They brought me in and said, we can tell where it started. There's an arc. Yeah. And what did you do? And I'm like, <laughs> I have no idea. And I'm like, I would never. I'm a good man. I would never do anything. And then they, sh they said, this is an ongoing investigation. And they left. And me and Kelly are like, again, what are we going to do? <laughs> so on the other side of the fire was our security um, like block that, that recorded everything. And we realized the wires were not burnt. So we had footage of the whole entire thing oh, okay. starting. So the fire department comes in. The, the, uh, the, uh, the, the lady, it was, her name's Deanna, and she's so sweet. She's still with the fire department. She said... Can I come and see it right away? The footage. And the footage. Yeah. And we're sitting down there, and we're both watching it probably for the second time. And Deanna goes, this is so cool. And Kelly's like, ah! <laughs> and, You know, she's crying her eyes out. But it really got me, it, it made him realize that this has happened in the middle of the night. Yeah. And so the fire built, and it melted the solder off the washer, um, the, the water pipe to the washer, and it put out the fire. Oh. In that time, though, the... It burned. Yeah, smoke it burned damage. And, and, and the smoke. It yeah. was like motor oil. It's 
it's like you've took motor oil and just covered the entire building. Yeah. So we really didn't damage very much the building. If, if I had to guess, less than 3% of the building as a whole. Okay. So Stan More Cron- the equipment and stuff. So it, yeah, it was all our stuff. Stan Kroenke, his group, said, we have a, p- a clause in our lease that if you damage 70% of the building, we can kick you out and start over. Well, this is this started this whole bur- bullying process that they kept sending these emails over and over again saying, you're not going to be our tenant anymore. And that would have put us into bankruptcy again. So not only did I, in the first year, escaped it, now I thought I was facing it again, even when I'm, and I'm building steam. So our insurance company got involved and they, we'd been out of business for like two months. Um, and they said, we got to get you guys back going. We're going to sue the Kroenke Group's insurance company. Ooh. And that put an end to it right after that. Oh, really? We started construction. We got open again. I think we opened September 7th. So we, we were closed about four months. Wow. Um, so that happened. COVID comes around. The Kroenke Group, you know, a lot of these restaurant owners, they were reaching out to their landlords and other business owners as well and saying, hey, you know, we know our lease is X amount of time. Can you take two months off and just tack it on at the end? Because we have no income coming in. Mm-hmm. And their email back was, we have to pay your our bills, so so do you. Yeah. Well, and I heard was, Stan Crockey's had thus, trouble paying his bills, I yes, think. That was about it. <laughs> um, so it was miserable. They didn't help us keep up the building. They They didn't, I mean, any obligation they had, they just bullied us out of it. So when it was time to get find a new building, like we just couldn't wait. I was gonna say, was that a driving factor? Or did you always, I'm sure you always wanted your own building. Yeah. But. I mean, we, we went to a point we, I mean, we didn't want to rent anymore, especially if we could buy. So, um, we knew that we were in a financial spot that we, you know, we'd saved and, and took our investments and then we, we invested in our new building and it's just been a dream come true. It's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, does everyone know that you've moved now? Yeah. No, mom, mom, if you're watching, moved. <laughs> it, d- it didn't take, it didn't take very long. Um, and, and we did lose some customers, but we gained so many. Did more. you really? Yeah. Just and it's just, and you know what? Like when you involve alcohol, people have limits on where they uh, want to drive. That's, true. that's probably a good thing. Yeah. And it is. And, yeah. and, and, and am I sad that I don't get to see, you know, a few people that I got to see on a, on a regular basis every week, but now I have brand new people that right. I get to see. And, um, I have, you know, like there's this group and I mentioned them all the time, um, it's Bob and Dennis, and there there's this group of guys that were old TWA employees, and they're at my bar for two beers, six days a week. <laughs> they bring their wives, they have a glass of wine, and then you know they're gone by five o'clock. Yeah, and these are new people. But these are new people, new and location. I and really yeah. honestly, I have actual genuine friendships with them. Like they, that's the one thing that that the restaurant industry is kind of special is that you get to talk to people at very different points in their life. And when Bob came to me and said, I have cancer, I cried. You don't have that in a lot of industries. You don't have that, that connection to where you're opening up on a regular basis and developing real relationships and friendships. And that's the one thing I think it's probably the thing that hooks me still is that I love, and it's probably why I help. I try to help as many people as I can because I can't say no, I can't say no to the feelings. Yeah. And I love that part of it. Um, I probably involve myself in way dozens and dozens of projects that I have going on right now. Yeah. But when, and it's weird when any other business that has to write out a check, it's, it's making a, a negative impact in their bank account. 
but for us, it's making a positive impact in the community. And I love to write those big checks. Well, because I know it's going to come back around. That's what I was going to say. And not, not that that's why you do it, but no, but no. You, I, I, I love, I love, you've just learned that that's, that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, especially here. And I don't know, I'm sure that's true other places, but where we live, it is special. So that's a good segue into this award that we'll say that you've just received. Cause mm-hmm. I think this will come out after that. So yeah, talk about that and what that night was like when you got the award. Um, well, so they just presented. So December 1st is when we get presented, um, at, at their, at their event. And I I've done, we've done a lot. We've donated. If, if I had to guess in 11 years, it's well over, it's well over $500,000. And it's, it's not that we need the recognition, but it is cool to get it. It is nice. Sure. I, so, well, I mean, you're running a business. Yeah. Um, so community council came to me and said, can we meet really quick? And I don't, I don't quite have this, the relationship with them like I have with several other organizations, but I was like, yeah, I'll meet you at the bar right now. And they come up and they have this, you know, nice plaque for me and, and flowers for my wife. And it was really neat, man. It was like, you just, you don't expect the stuff, but it's, it's really great to be recognized. And I really do like. People think, and this is one thing I, I wanted to talk about because it's been brought up to me a couple of times. And when I do all these things, people, when, when they realize who I am, they say, you really do this not for attention or not for money or not for anything else. You do it because you're a good person. And that is, is absolutely a message. I've never once asked for anything. Well, I, say, I would go as so far to say you, you probably don't want the attention. No. Part of no. you or most of well, you probably. Yeah. Part of me, yes, it is nice to get awards. Yeah. But I've never done anything because I wanted that. I do it because I want to help community members. Because yeah. really, I'm living out a really great dream. I have incredible family. My wife is awesome. I have the best family and friends. I have a business that I re- we, call yourself, we call each other the sham fam. Mm-hmm. It's, it's generally people that I care about and want to do well. But then when I moved from Maryland Heights... I was, I was pushed back with St. Charles because it was new and I'd had pride from being from St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, but then now I find myself just so involved in so many organizations and I love this community so much and I would do anything for any, I'm like the thing that's different about me, people don't ever always ask. I'm very proactive. So when the flooding happened, I said, first responders need extra food and energy drinks. I know that there's flood victims that are going to, what, what can we do for you? Mm-hmm. Can we get a team out there to help you clean up your house? It's, I generally want to help. Secondarily, I know that it brings business to Shamrocks. Sure. It's, it's just a byproduct of it. Sure. I was going to say, <clears throat> you, you talk about how you love the community. I don't want to speak for everyone, but I, I could probably say the community loves you. Yeah. I mean, you're a great resource yeah. and um, a great restaurant too. I can't imagine if you haven't been to Shamrocks, I don't know what you're doing, but yeah. go to Shamrocks. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. It's a great place, man. And it's always, it's always so much fun to see you up there. And um, you know, it's fun because you are, you, you, you do what you say, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you are out there talking to people and you're out there talking to a 75 year old woman and then a 25 year old guy. And then, you know, you are yeah. legit and you can tell you're enjoying it. Yeah. And, uh, I let's cool. I to really watch do. You. I love people, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool to watch you operate and, and be in your element. Yeah. You want to talk about tattoos real quick? I, would I love, always, I would love to hit music too. Cause I got, I got a, I got a question for you too. 
You got a question for me? Yeah, let's talk about tattoos, then we'll do music real quick. I, was, I just think it's so fascinating, and I bring this up too often. I think it's so random that we have, like, very similar artwork mm-hmm. in similar places. Yeah. So your... It was our connection from the very beginning. Yeah. When when Wendy Berry introduced us um, from the Cottonwood Chamber of Commerce, she said, you both have tattoos, you got to get along. Yeah. And in really, at that <laughs> Which point... Which is, like, a it complete was, overgeneralization. Yeah. But, but, you know, it still wasn't, like... We were still very different. You know, like, it's a little different now. Sure. Just, you know, 10 years later. Yeah. But we were different from, from walking out and wanting to share tattoos and, and show, you know, our, how we wanted to show our personalities with ink on our body. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's hold up your right yeah. arm. Cause we have a similar thing going on here. Yeah. We both have books. Right there. Yeah. We both have a feather, right? Yeah. And an inkwell. And an inkwell on our right forearms. Yeah. Which is bizarre. Yeah. And then if we go left, we yeah. both have a Florida Lee. Mine's on yeah. a mine's on a pizza here. Yeah. Which and that, yours is it's still I talk about that tattoo all the time. It's one of the best tattoos that's ever as as far as a creative mind, it makes so much sense. I love that tattoo. I love it. So it's the it's the St. Louis flag on a piece of St. Louis style pizza. Yeah. Is what it is. And it was my my idea, not my artwork, but but yeah, we both have the Florida Lee on our left bicep. Yeah. Is there something else we have that's the same? We did. I don't know. There is something. I love the. Oh, we both have yours is yours is your pet that passed away. Yeah, my and then mine is my stuffed animals. Yeah. We both have. That's a little stretch, but we both have. Yeah. Animals on our left. Yeah. So there's. It's just that's bizarre that they're even kind of in the same places. Yeah. I'll tell so, you my so, my my newest tattoo. I love it's that only one. Two years I'm gonna old, steal it. It is um, a medicine bottle um, that says "Heal Your Soul." It's got hold it. Can you hold it up there? Yeah, and it's just basically it says, you know, music is the medicine that heals your soul. And I think through my darkest times, music has led the way out of that. Yeah, same. And and I think I think that's with a lot of people. I kind of feel bad for people that don't have that part, like that love for music, that kind of helps them through whether it's happy times or, or sad times. Yeah. Um, but this one, I I get the the most eye turns with this one on my arm it's a it's a uh, a female eye with a diamond in it and i wrote this poem when i was going through this awful breakup when i was in high school and um it was called diamond eyes and basically what it means to me now is see the world as a beautiful positive place like you're looking through diamond eyes and i've left that there and i i need to i need to fill it all in but uh, that is one of my favorite tattoos. I've seen that so many times that I've never, I don't think I've ever even asked about yeah. it. So that's cool. Yeah. Is that a line from the poem? It is. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next episode, we're going to, we're going to yeah. break that out. Cause I know you still know it. Yeah. All right. You have a question for me. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, who is it about is, five finger death punch? No, it's not. <laughs> um, it's an inside joke. I've asked you this before, but I've changed my answer now. Okay. If you could get rid of one band off the face of the earth. Oh, I, already, I just said it. Is Five Figures that punch? <laughs> Go ahead. I'll, I'll let you finish this. Okay, thing. so I'll tell you who mine was. Is that is that the question? If you could get rid of one band? If you could get rid of one you band. You go and I'll. You're, but you can't say Nickelback or Creed. I actually like Creed. Do you really? And a lot of, pe- I mean, a lot of people are standing up for Nickelback. It's a guilty also. pleasure. I don't yeah. know how you could stand up for Nickelback. <laughs> Creed, I, I mean, when Creed's first album came out. So I, I have a quick Creed story. The first Point Fest I went to was in this order where the closers were Creed, Foo Fighters, and Green Day. Mm-hmm. And in 1998, you can't tell me you didn't like Creed. No, I had that album. You can't tell me you didn't I like had the My Own two. Prison and Oh. Yeah. And, I mean, so, you know, I'll stand for Creed. I mean, the guy did some – the guy's a weird dude. But 
You know he's playing oh. Frank Sinatra in the new movie? The biopic about him? No. Mm-hmm. Just announced like recently. He certainly can sing. I mean, yeah. he's got... I think he's getting himself cleaned up. I think he's off the drugs I pretty. I so. Yeah. Seems like a cool guy. Yeah. Um, all right. Band you'd get rid of. So mine was the Beatles. So wait, can we, can we clarify? Like, you don't want them to be dead. I don't like, know. I just, just never wanted them to exist. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I'm not asking to kill people. Okay. Um, it was the Beatles. And now I have... Why was it the Beatles? Just do you think they're overrated? I think... I think the stuff that people, the songs they know are fine. Okay. If you dive into their other stuff, it is so psychedelic and so weird. And I know you want to chime in back there. <laughs> I don't think but Angela agrees I've changed with you. my mind. I have really what I did. I, I went to the bands that I really didn't like and tried to find a new, I tried to give them another chance. So Pink Floyd was one that I did not like. I didn't like a lot of psychedelic stuff um, from the 70s. Uh, but Dave Matthews is mine. You'd get rid of Dave Matthews. If I could never hear that <laughs> again, I would be very happy. I don't think that's a bad answer. I think Dave Matthews has a has a Dave Matthews has a place on on playlists of mine. Yeah. So like a chill playlist or like a lake playlist or something. Sure. I think Dave Dave Matthews in small doses surrounded by some other songs I think has a place. Yeah. Um, so like if Dave Matthews comes, I, no one listens to the radio, but like, yeah. would you say you're listening to the radio? Would you turn it off? Oh, hundred percent. Would you make, would you request that someone else turn it off? No, because I'm kind of a people pleaser. That's awkward. Yeah. 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 I, I don't, I don't like to ruffle feathers. We talked about that at uh, lunch right before this, that, yeah. that I don't like to get in arguments. I try to stay away from them. So sure. I'm not doing that. So the next, I have one more for you that okay. my dad, uh, is my, my new music icebreaker, a band that is not together now. Okay. Throughout time that you did not get to see live. Oh yeah. I have several of those. I need to think on that for a second. Um, and I listen to a very different set mm. of music. Um, I'll tell you what, that I had tickets to rage against the machine mm-hmm. in March. Me too. And those just got refunded because yes. those got canceled. Um, so I have, I'm holding out hope that they'll tour again and that I'll get to see them. Um, but I never got to see them and I never, and this won't happen, but I never got to see Beastie Boys. Yeah. I, th- I would, I would put that on my list too. That's a big one for me. Um, I've, I've done a pretty good job. I mean, concerts are kind of my, that's kind of my hobby, right? Like yeah. I'll, I've traveled for concerts. And so, you know, if there's a band that I want to see, I've, I've traveled to see them. So I've done a good job of like the current contemporary bands that I like. I've seen most of them. Beastie Boys, definitely one of them. Um, but I've seen, I, obviously I never saw Nirvana. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, but I think all the, all the other heavy hitters that I, that I know I've seen. So I'm going to go with Beastie Boys. Um, I, I very wide range of music too. I go, I, I mean, I, I love classic rock. I love 60s and 70s rock. But I love old blues. BB King is one for me. I really hope to see Eric Clapton before he stops, but he never comes around anymore. You yeah. know, like it's in Europe yeah, or it's or in Chicago it's, it's, yeah, or, or New yeah. York yeah. or California. Yeah. Um, but the one that I really, I really just messed up is the Foo Fighters. And I, you haven't seen I, them. I never got to see him. Huh. And and Taylor Hawkins dying. You know, like is you know, will they start again? Will it sound the same? Will they just you know? I don't know. 
but I had plenty of chances to go see them with the whole band. And it's I, weird and I with not. a current band because you think like, well, they're going to just tour in the next two years. And like, I don't feel like going that night, but they'll, they'll be back. Yeah. I did get to see them early on at that point fest, which was, I want to say 98, maybe 97. And then I actually went to, we traveled to Columbia to see them with the red hot chili peppers. Nice. Um, a big bucket list item for me was one that we went together last year was Tool. Yeah, and I've I've been singing the praises of that concert was fun. since then. Man, we had a great time. Different. Exp- you had seen them before. No, that was first, your first time. First time, yeah. And that was weird because that was it was a new, like a, you, you brought me a new experience. That was that was something else. It was like a sit there and just kind of vibe. Yeah, kind and of I, deal. I had no idea what to expect. I'm not a jam band guy. Yeah, you know, so like. Um, String Cheese Incident or Fish or The Grateful Dead is not my deal. Right. And Tool has that aspect to it because they finish their song and then you might hear just like seven more minutes of them just rocking out. And I enjoyed every minute of that concert. Me too. Well, they do such a good job with the show and they had this, I don't know, what would you call it? A curtain was in front of the screen? It was a curtain, but it was like opaque, lace, translucent. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know what the word is. Very small strings that were able to... Take an image and and put it on there and see, yeah. but yeah. you could see through it. And you could see the guys yeah. playing music still. It's very Remember weird. They did the lasers and they were yeah. like coming out at us. Yeah, and that was fun. Yeah, it, it was, was a great stuff, time. Yeah. Anything else you want to plug or say? You got anything coming up? This will this will come out sometime in December. So yeah, anything coming up that you want to? Um, I don't have a ton, man. I, I you know like just we, go to Shamrocks. I yeah, mean, it's go a good to time. Shamrocks. We if, if I mean go. We have great food. We're always we're always trying new things. Um, we like to keep things that. I've, I've always wanted to be the place, no matter what your budget was, that you could go in Shamrocks and have a good time. If you have a family of four, um, if you're a buddy that's going through a hard time and you wanted to buy a beer and sit there with a guy and get your stuff out, Shamrocks is a good place to do it because we have so many different personalities of our building. And it was the way at the old place, too, that Shamrocks just yeah, has all these different things. Yeah. You know, you could there could be a party for a 70th birthday party in the party room and a bachelor party in the bar area. Yeah. Um, and they and both that, fit. And they both fit. Yeah. And it, so when we started Shamrocks, I always I said, what are you going to do to set yourself apart from, from the rest of the people, rest of the restaurants? And I had no idea. And I really still don't know. Like, it's just, it's just a good blend of a lot of different aspects of restaurants that I'm not handcuffed by anything. Yeah. I can, I can do catering. I can do bar. I can do whiskey tastings. I can do all, I have a patio. Um, trivia and nights. then in trivia, which I mean, we've been doing trivia for every Monday and Wednesday, Monday at seven, Wednesday at eight for 11 years with my buddy, Mark. Um, and again, and that's I, the biggest thing. If, if you want to sum everything up about, um, Shamrocks is that it's a 7,000 square foot tool to help the community. And I like, and that. that's, and that's me too. That's me going into work. We're going from tool to tool to tool. Um, but I've always, when, when I have a bad day or, or something has happened where, it, you know, it's made me not feel as happy or positive, I still don't mind being that building because there's someone around the bar or one of my staff members that's going to pick me right back up. That's awesome, man. Yeah. You're doing a great job, Thank obviously. You don't know, you don't know what yeah. you're doing, how you fit, but it's yeah. great. Keep doing it. Yeah. Thank you. I could Thanks, talk to bro. you all day. Yeah, Appreciate me it. Me too. We'll do it again soon.